2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like. Blah, blah, blah,
3: blah. You yell back at your radio. What
4: are you talking oh, about? God, 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 God. What
2: the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on The Fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com.
5: Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan live from the Lakeland University Studios. The leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu you other side of the glass our guy adam roberts coming up at three rami mackaloff returns with the rami show three to six this afternoon coming up on today's show we're going to talk some more about this uh, mlb lockout how it relates to the brewers uh, what the brewers have to do here uh, coming up at some point if this thing ever gets done now there was news today uh, that spring training obviously will be delayed um, until later, I think it's March 5th, March 6th, somewhere in that area, as of right now. Now, they're they're apparently going to start doing a lot of meetings here in the next week or so, uh, according to Jeff Passan and John Heyman, uh, to try and get this thing resolved as quickly as possible. So we'll see if this actually gets done or not. That's what we have to find out, and who's going to give in and who's going to give in how much in order to get it done. But we already have some new things uh, in play here that we brought up earlier with Cody Decker. We'll talk to Tim Muma about it as well. Plus, we'll talk with John Greenberg of the Milwaukee Admirals. If you haven't heard, they're going to have a fish fry uniform uh, that they had out there for the media today. I had a chance uh, to check that out as well. So we'll talk to him about their fish fry uniforms coming up. And they're having a wrestling night. If you're a wrestling fan you you want to stay tuned for that, we'll talk to John Greenberg about that too. That's about 2.35 uh, on today's show. I want to start off talking about this. these comments made by Tracy McGrady. And I tweeted it out yesterday, and I was uh, irritated by it because this just adds on to everybody else of uh, all these guys that are on TV and then played in a different era uh, than the guys are playing it right now, feeling it necessary to uh, take backhanded slaps at Giannis every time they're given the opportunity. Uh, first, it was Shaq, D-Way, talking about how oh, he works hard, but he's not more talented than AD. That irritated me. Um, and now here is the latest thing that irritates me. This comes from Tracy McGrady. Quote, If you can't shoot, it's going to be hard. Talking about Giannis playing in McGrady's era. And Giannis's game is predicated on coming downhill. It would have been tough for him to be who he is today back then. Says Tracy McGrady. Now, I found that amusing because Tracy McGrady couldn't shoot a lick uh, coming out of school. Not at all. It was horrible. Now, Tracy McGrady got better. Vince Carter got better, right? We start talking about that Raptors team. And by the time McGrady got to Orlando, that's when he really started to develop that jumper uh, and become better uh, at that point. This is my deal. When we talk about Giannis and how good he is or how good he isn't and how talented he is or not how talented he is, and we have all these conversations about Giannis. And now I got McGrady telling me he couldn't have played in Tracy McGrady's era. Who? In McGrady's era, was going to stop him? Who? Not Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady physically would not have been able to stop Giannis. Tracy McGrady is long, lean, could run with Giannis for sure. But if Giannis decided he was going to back Tracy McGrady down, there was nothing Tracy McGrady was going to do about it. Nothing. If Giannis wanted to bulldog his way through the lane in that era, Giannis would have bulldogged his way through the lane as well in that era. Now, difference? They may not have called the fouls. He wouldn't have got to the free throw line necessarily as much now in that era a guy like James Harden probably wouldn't have had seen his scoring numbers go drastically down because Harden makes a living at the free throw line and getting those 10 12 14 free throw attempts a game so that's the James Harden thing so from that perspective you want to tell me oh maybe Harden would have struggled a little bit more in that era because you know they weren't calling fouls as much back then and it was a lot more physical style of play and there was a lot more hand checking and so forth uh, that was allowed back then than there is now. Uh okay, fine. Yeah, I get down with Hardy may have struggled in that era. Fine, sure. Giannis, though, I mean, I, I don't I don't know who that comparison is, right? I mean, we've talked about it before. KG, okay. Right? He's he's KG, but able to run the floor better than maybe KG. That's probably maybe the closest comparison uh, between Giannis and that guy because KG can block shots, Giannis can block shots. KG can rebound at a high level, Giannis can rebound at a high level. Uh, KG can shoot the jumper outside a little bit, Giannis can shoot the jumper outside a little bit. KG could hit that mid-range, so can Giannis. I mean, that of that era, that probably is the comparison, right? Is Is that the comparison of that McGrady era? Is it? Is it Kevin Garnett? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. I just get irritated. And I get irritated to the point where I feel like he's kind of like coming at a member of my family. Like all these other guys do when they come at Giannis. I get very protective of Giannis. Like he's like my kid or something. Which is insanity. Because I feel like the amount of disrespect from athletes that played before him towards him is completely uncalled for and ridiculous. Completely uncalled for. Like I just I I understand he didn't play the travel summer ball circuit. I understand he didn't play in college and have big numbers in college. I get all of that, right? I mean, I truly get it. He wasn't on TV at 18 like LeBron playing high school basketball, so y'all didn't know who he was. He wasn't polished coming into the NBA like some of you all were. Great. But enough is enough. Now I got guys telling me he couldn't play in Tracy McGrady's era because he couldn't shoot. Go back to that era. That era was filled with guys that couldn't shoot and couldn't shoot free throws. Back in that era, that was the era that led to getting rid of high schoolers being able to come out. Because some of them were horrible and were dragging the game down. Now, again, there were really good ones. Not saying there weren't. KG, really good. McGrady got there. Like Jermaine O'Neal in Portland, he couldn't get off the bench. He was so bad originally. And then he developed over a couple of years. And was able to come become a very, very good basketball player over time. But he wasn't at 18 coming in, tell you that much. He was not ready. As so many others weren't. And that is exactly what we're talking about with Giannis here. The man came rolling in like a high school kid. Into the NBA. Not ready. Not polished. And had to develop. And developed from a raw piece of clay. To a superstar and they still can't give him any credit for it. Drives me nuts. J-Mo, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, J-Mo?
6: It's laughable to think that Giannis would have dominated 20 years ago. Giannis would have dominated in the 80s with this style of game. It's laughable to think, I think Giannis could have played in any era. Really? I agree. I told Gary uh, the same thing. Yep,
5: I agree. Yeah.
6: And, look, look, and the thing about, yeah, it's jealousy more than anything, I think, with these guys. They're looking for chinks in the armor because there really aren't any right now. I mean, he's he's a,
4: he's a the best thing to happen to Milwaukee basketball since Korean.
5: For sure. Yeah, no question. Absolutely. 1,000% correct. Thanks, Jamal. Thanks for the call. Yeah, you know, and... Again, we always talk about why don't they like him? Why don't they appreciate him? Why don't they give him the same love they give LeBron and some of these other guys? Why is there always got to be a, yeah, he won the MVP, but, yeah, he won a championship, but, all that. You don't hear that stuff for LeBron. Yeah, LeBron won these rings, but, nope. Michael Jordan won these rings, but. Now, again, if Giannis wins one ring and never gets back again, Okay, I guess you got something to, to talk about of why he couldn't get back again. But if they go win this championship this year and he's got back to back championships and two rings by the time he's that age, that's enough. That's enough. Like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Because at that point now, it's he's the best player in the league. It ain't going to be anybody else. You win championships back to back years and you're the only possible Hall of Famer on that team. I think Milton might, might, maybe we'll see. Right now, you're the only guy on that team that's all of Famer, and you win two championships back to back. And don't come at me with, "Well, the East is weak." No, it's not anymore. There's legitimate teams in the Eastern Conference right now with legitimate talent on them. Nate, North Side of Milwaukee, you're next on the Wednesday or not? I almost said the Wendy's Big Show. Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Nate? What's good,
4: Sparky? If this is just laughable. Um, for I was talking with Adam, and I'm like, he he brought up a great point. Is this pure jealousy? Um, you, Tracy McGrady. I think Tracy McGrady is jealous that he 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 could have been Giannis, but he didn't put in the work. He wasn't he wasn't that great defensively.
5: You want to hear the numbers? I got the numbers. So far this season, Giannis is averaging twenty nine point four points. McGrady in his career averaged nineteen and a half. Giannis is averaging eleven rebounds so far this year. McGrady averaged five and a half in his career. Giannis is averaging six assists per game. McGrady averaged four and a half assists per game during his career. Giannis this year is shooting 54.7% from the field. In his career, McGrady shot 43.5% from the field. From deep, from three-point range, this is where McGrady wins, but not by much. 30.5% for Giannis this year, and he shot 33.8% from three in his career, McGrady. Yeah, it's
4: this just- from McGrady should have been what Giannis was, but like I said, he didn't put in the work. Giannis puts in the work, and he's dominating the league right now. Who who in that gen- – I don't understand who in that era would be able to stop Giannis one-on-one, guarding him one-on-one. You can't get – you can't put a small forward in front of him, too small, and then you can't put a big man in front of him because he can, he can put the ball on the ground and he can get to the bucket and get past KG him. KG is Here's the him.
5: only one that I can think of.
4: Yeah, exactly. So I it's, I don't know where
5: Chase McGrady comes with this. Well, uh, again, like Adam apparently told you, I mean there's got to be some aspect of jealousy to it. Thanks for the call. Because numbers wise, McGrady's not close to him. Just not. Field goal percentages isn't close to him. Points, boards, just he's just not close to him. And three-point shooting, you know, he shot 33% in his career uh for 3 did uh McGrady. Let me bring up uh, Giannis' stats. I know he hasn't shot well. Uh, from three, so I'm not a couple ex- last night. I'm not expecting him to have bigger numbers than that, but in his career, I mean, he shot 30% in 2019, 30% into 2020, and 30% uh, in 2021. He's almost at 31% uh, right now, and McGrady shot 33%. I mean, it's not a huge difference necessarily as far as how much better of a shooting McGrady was from three. But again, I can tell you, coming in. No, McGrady developed that and became better. And I think that Giannis has gotten better at shooting the three as well. His best year of shooting the three, Giannis's best year was his rookie year. Played seventy-seven games, and he shot thirty-four percent from three, almost thirty-five percent from three. Now, mind you, he was taking a lot less threes, he's only taking a uh, one and a half threes per game this year. He's taking almost four threes per game so far this year. So. Either way, sorry. I had to get that that off my chest because it irritated me last night on Twitter. I quote tweeted it. A bunch of you tweeted it back saying we should talk about it, and we didn't get to it on the big show, so I wanted to touch on it here uh, before we started getting to a couple of guests here. Uh, Coming up next, Tim Muma, uh, one of our guys here on Sparky's Midday Madness, Brew Crew Ball. Follow him on Twitter at Tim underscore Mooma. He joins us next talk about MLB lockout, talks and Brewers baseball straight ahead on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Check them out at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Affordable family fun. They got fish fried jerseys coming up next month. They got wrestling night coming up. We'll talk with the president of the Milwaukee Admirals, John Greenberg, coming up uh, in the next segment. On hold right now, our guy Tim Muma. Uh, talk some MLB lockout and some Brewers baseball. First, let me tell you about my friends over at Young Express. You ever thought about becoming your own boss? Well, now's the time. Time to become a successful transporter of expedited freight. Live a stress-free lifestyle. Put the windows down. Turn up the radio to the fan and drive, baby. Drive and get paid for it, too. Now, why Young Express? Well, they have a 24-7 dispatch sheet. Extremely dedicated. Take it very personal to keep drivers moving. Young Express You can drive locally, regionally, or nationwide. With minimal investment in your own vehicle, Young Express will provide you all the training necessary for you to become a successful transporter of expedited freight. And all that means is you're going from point A to point B. Picking stuff up, dropping stuff off. And then call back to dispatch, they tell you where to go next. You pick up something else, you drop something else off. That's all you do. You drive for a career. They're looking for full-time, independent contractors. Join the Young Express team today. You can find them at YoungExpress.com. And again, independent contractor means you're working with Young Express, right? Not for Young Express. You're working with Young Express. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, Joining us now, your friend and mine on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. He is our guy, Tim Mooma, coming on to talk about uh, the Brewers, the lockout, the whole deal. Writer for Brew Crew Ball. Tim, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it.
1: Hey, always a pleasure, Sparky.
5: All right, so I saw you venting a little bit on Twitter uh, last night about this whole baseball thing. So, look, where where do you, where is your main frustration lying in this whole thing right now?
1: Well, I mean, when push comes to shove, I, I just want baseball, and obviously, uh, you know, ninety nine percent of us can't imagine being in the position of these major leaguers and all right. of the owners. Yep. Um, you know, and obviously, people like to take sides and all that, and, and I, you know, look, I could I could make arguments to both ways, and I know people will villainize the owners because they make a ton of money, way more than the players. And then obviously for the players, the argument is, you know, you're getting paid a lot of money to play a game. So, you know, it goes back and forth. In the end, truthfully, I just want Major League Baseball. i want to be able to watch the Brewers. I want to see all the transactions go through. I mean, I'm fortunate enough, I have plenty of other baseball in my life, so it's not like I would miss the game itself. But, you know, there's something obviously about, you know, the, the pinnacle of a talent, being able to go to the games, cheer on your guys, cheer on your team and uh you know it's not that they're going to cancel the season but the longer it drags out it just it does it does take away a little bit of the 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 feel that you have for it the love and the passion for it and i do think a lot of baseball fans are are already feeling that even though you know, spring training at this point has only been postponed—you know, a handful of days or whatever.
5: Yeah, that's all it is. Like March fifth, I think it is. Uh, now they're yeah. going to have meetings and step it up. Now they things are finally being delayed. Now we want to talk. Of course, wait till everything is on the line. <laughs> now we talk. This is just normal. Uh, so that—that's what's going to happen. They're going to start talking. You know, you know, for me, um, I, I've always argued, and you and I will disagree, I'm sure, on this. And I don't know if we've talked about it in the past or not, because I have a bad memory. But for me, it's always been too long of a season. Like for me. This thing should start in May, be done in August, and have the playoffs in September and the season be done by the time you get into early October uh, for numerous reasons. For these stadiums that don't have domes that are in cold-weather cities, let's just avoid having cold-weather games. That's not good for the players. No fans want to sit out there in the snow and watch these games. Uh, so that's the first thing. Second thing is when we start talking about the playoffs, you don't want to be uh, uh, against the heart of the NFL at that moment in time. You could start your play- baseball playoffs – you know, at that point, Labor Day weekend, before the first kickoff of the first NFL game that Thursday, and be out in front of the NFL and draw people in before the NFL tries to steal them all away.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not completely against shortening the season. Some, I do think you obviously need still a lot of games to prove who the best teams are. It's just the way baseball works. Uh, but I, I would be more for. Shortening the regular season and then as far as the postseason, just actually making the series longer. And I know some people would think that's going to detract from it because you know there's the uh, there's the urgency when you have like the wild card game and you have even a five game series. At the same time, sometimes those feel like you know a team didn't even get a shot. So I'd be I'd be fine with dropping it down to 130, 140, and then having a few more games in each playoff series. And I do agree with you as far as it, it just goes way too late at this point. Uh, if there's any type of delay or weather concerns, I mean, you are literally talking about end of October into November, and it's just it's just not baseball is not meant to be played that way. Unless you're obviously playing in one of the warm weather cities, even a cold weather city inside, you know, say at Amfam Field, it's just a different feel. If if you were to be God willing in the World Series and it's November 1st and it's 25 degrees outside, it, it doesn't feel right. That's just not the way it should go. And, and to your point. NFL is always going to be king, and we know that. And, and NFL is a, a national sport, whereas baseball tends to be more regional. So you're always going to have that no, no matter what time of the year it is. But I'm not opposed. I, I think they could do some good with shortening the regular season a little bit and then expanding the postseason in terms of games. Now, as far as how many teams make it, I think I mentioned that on Twitter last night. I'm not a fan of that because I love the the challenge that baseball has of getting teams in the postseason versus especially, say, the NBA at NHL, where it's literally half or more than half the teams. That's where the so, NFL is going to. There's a balance
5: there. They're all going to have half the teams in because it keeps the the more teams and more fan bases interested longer. That's what it's all about. But here, here's the, here's the one of the dumbest ideas I've seen. Uh, Craig Cardin from The Fan in New York. I don't know if you saw this tweet yesterday morning. MLB playoff format is set. Fans going to love it. Seven playoff teams per league. Team with best record gets by and goes to the division series. Top remaining division winner picks the opponent from the four wild teams and plays best of three all games at home. Then the third division winner does the same.
1: Yeah, I, I did see that, and I didn't know if I should take that seriously or not. Uh, I don't know.
5: I don't know either. And nobody <laughs> else is reporting it other than this knucklehead right. guy, um, which is fine. But we've heard rumblings and talks about them wanting to pick their opponents in the playoffs, and that's that's been out there for a while. I just, I mean, I get you want to make drama and build drama. I get all of that. And I'm all for it. Like moving the extra point back in football, right? That creates some drama. Okay. The diehards don't like it. I like it because it goes from an easy automatic deal to now everybody's watching to see if they make the extra point or not, especially when it's crazy weather conditions or whatever, or adding a runner on second base in extra innings. A lot of people didn't like it. Didn't bother me. Adds a little bit more drama. This nonsense here, man. Just don't don't mess with it. You want to add teams, that's fine. Just make it a traditional format. If you want to reseed each round of the playoffs to add some more drama, then fine, reseed. But other than that, I, I don't like that idea at all.
1: You could definitely do something with reseeding or figuring out, you know, it's especially in baseball it seems like the debate of division winners versus, you know, look at what happened at the NLS last year. You had the Dodgers and Giants and one of them had to be the wild card while they had, you know, 10, 12 more wins than the other division winners. So I get there's some, some weirdness that happens there, especially with baseball. Yeah. I don't get the picking your own opponent. I I even heard some of that talk after this past season of the NFL with the Packers specifically, where, well if you're the number one seed, maybe you should get to pick your opponent because we all know they probably didn't want to face San Francisco and we saw it played out. So I've heard it in other sports too. I don't, I don't get it. I, I mean, I suppose it is like you said, trying to create this artificial drama to add a little something different, but I just, as a player, I don't even think you you want to get involved in that. I mean, yeah, you're looking for good matchups, but I just think the the value of doing that is is really limited. And I think it kind of, I don't know, lessens a little bit about what everyone did during the regular season and, and the whole playoff format. But I wouldn't be against reseeding or figuring out a way to to give a little bit more benefit to teams who legitimately had a you know a far better record than somebody else, uh, even though they won the division. That, that's something that's going to be a challenge, especially if they expand and uh, at, at some point, and be able to figure out how they break down those divisions.
5: Talk with Tim, Mooma, com, Tim underscore Muma on Twitter. Thoughts on the designated hitter now being in both leagues?
1: It was time. I mean, I, I admittedly, I've always been more of a traditionalist. I do like the idea that you have to have a little bit more thought process and strategy when it comes to, pinch hitting for your pitcher or pulling him or double switch. And I know like people like to make fun on, make fun of people like me and like, go, oh, the double switch is such a big deal. It's not that it's just, there is some additional uh, strategy. And some managers in the past have talked about the AL game being like babysitting because you just have your lineup, you have your pitching and, and you go, but it's, it's pitching has become so challenging. Now, as you can see from even your best hitters uh, going through slumps and not even having a good year at all hitters, or I'm sorry, pitchers don't, work on hitting nearly as much as they used to uh, over the past you know 40 years so I, it was just time it too many injuries happening too much risk of injury and it just kind of becomes a, a blob brand of baseball which I know people already are are seeing that as being an issue so get another bat in there across the league it evens things out it, it obviously I think it helps the brewers because obviously they need offense so a, a DH allows you another bat in there as opposed to Worrying about your pitchers hitting. Um, yeah, Brandon Woodruff has that moment that we might not see in the postseason when he homered off Kershaw. Uh, still could happen once in a while with uh, some longer games, but I think the DH it, it had to come at this point, and it seems like both uh, MLB and the Players Association they are both on board with it. So that uh, I guess was a nice starting off point for hopefully what becomes a quicker negotiations here down
5: the road. If you go to brewcrewball.com, you'll see front page story, lead story, finding the Brewers a reliable. Veteran reliever under costs. a piece written by Tim Muma. Uh, and you got three guys on here uh, that uh, I saw. Colin McHugh, uh, obviously, uh, with the Rays. Uh, Andrew Chaffin, I think that's how you say his name. He was with the Cubs at one point uh, in Oakland. And then Brad Hand is the last one. Uh, I will just say Andrew Chaffin, I think, would be a hit in Milwaukee because his his beard <laughs> or his uh, his his big old mustache that he has, the curly hair. I mean, he looks yeah. like somebody that could have played back in the Vukovich days.
1: That's exactly, I mean, again, he obviously has talent, but that is part of what I did put in that piece, is he looks like that 1980s Milwaukee ball player that if you get the job done, nobody cares what you look like. And, you know, we've had a number of players over the years here that fans seem to to latch on to, whether it's because of the facial hair or because of the size of their girth, let's say. Uh, Guys like Vogelback, Matt Stairs, uh, you know, just thinking of a, a couple guys. (laughs) <laughs> it'd be fun i know he's kind of a fun guy he's a loose guy Um uh, I, I again i have no clue if he would have any interest in coming here or if stearns would be willing to pay up to get him but uh yeah i, I think it'd be fun I, i'd take any one of those three guys but he's the one that would fit in i guess culturally from what we can tell right at least uh if you're at least if you're being nostalgic to those 80s teams
5: what about McHugh? because he him and stearns were both in houston i think at some point together right or no
1: yeah, yeah, they were there at the same time, and I'm sure they had some sort of relationship back then. I, I don't know how much that carries over, and you know Stearns wasn't in charge over there, but he was certainly involved with uh, the decision making, contracts, and stuff. And he's somebody, and uh, he's only been on for the most part one year contracts lately. Uh, hasn't asked for the world, and he's been super effective. Obviously, been in winning organizations. Maybe he wants a shot. Maybe he does have that relationship with Stearns. I, I personally just think when you look at the the way baseball is run and how council runs things, and even how they got hurt in the postseason with Suter and uh, Williams being out, having that veteran arm that can complement, you know, some of the young guys they're going to get take chances on, and obviously with Hader and hopefully a fully healthy Williams. I think he'd be a great piece. He'd be my number one choice if the Brewers are going after somebody because they're not going to go after any of the top guns who are going to make eight, nine, ten million. But I think McHugh would be a, I mean, he'd be elite production for under cost, like I put there.
5: What's your number one target once they finally get to the offseason be able to sign players? What what position is your number one priority? Is it that position or is it somewhere else?
1: They're always going to add to relief the relief course. I don't really necessarily focus on that. I mean, I'm not sold on first base, and I still think they can use depth in the outfield, especially now with the DH officially being in play. I'd almost focus more on the outfield. You know, you're not sure where Yelich is going to be at. Kane's another year older; he's going to miss games with injury. Um, it allows well, now you to Kane rotate can, guys. But
5: now Kane can be your DH and get somebody else to play center field if you want.
1: Well, and you can rotate guys through, and that's a good way to get them off their feet, still so get them some at bats, especially if they're hitting well. Uh, you know, earlier uh, in the year, might have been before the new year, but I did. Throw out there the idea that uh, maybe the Brewers trade for somebody like a Brian Reynolds. and obviously, that's pie in the sky, uh, giving up a bunch of a bunch of players to get someone like him. But the way I look at it is, you have a two, maybe three-year window where you're gonna have to make decisions on paying some of these pitchers, and you know they're they're just not gonna boost the payroll to you know great heights, not up to 150, 180, 200 million. So I feel like you go for it, you get the players that you think are gonna put you over the top, and a guy like Reynolds and some of the other guys you have control on, uh, of you can still trade them in two years and get value and kind of restart that process again. So I guess it was me. I'm still looking at the outfield first. I think first base, you can always find guys to, to try to cycle through like they did with a guy like Vogelback or even bringing in to Uh So I think there's always options there. Of course, maybe Kestin here figures it out this year. I, I mean, it's a long shot, but you know, he has some ability. Maybe that'll, uh, maybe this year will be a little bit different for him.
5: If we're going for it, I want Nelson Cruz at DH. If, if we're going for it, then right. I want Nelson Cruz because he'll hit 50 home runs uh, in American Family Field, no question. Uh, Tim, thank you so much for coming on. Check out the website, brewcrewball.com. Follow him on Twitter, uh, Tim underscore Muma. Have a good weekend, Tim. Awesome. Thank you. Take care, Sparky. Take care. There he is. Tim Uma, Great Midwest Bank. Hotline of applying for home renovation loan. As you're feeling anxious, breathe. like Great Midwest Bank. Help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Today, president of the Milwaukee Admirals, John Greenberg, will tell us about their big wrestling night promotion that they have coming up. Uh, plus, we'll also uh, get into talking about these fish fry uniforms that they came up with. Brilliant idea. Just Brilliant idea. We'll talk to him. Hey, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. With plenty of TVs to watch the games, I want you to play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. Indoor bocce ball, foosball, pool, table tennis, darts, shuffleboard, you name it, they got it. At Q Club of Wisconsin, you can play all those games while having some great food. Loaded burgers, wraps, wings. Plus, their Wednesday and Friday night. Fish? Fries. Didn't I just say that about the animals? Yeah. Fish fries. Wednesday and Fridays. Piled up, ha! Ah! with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha.
2: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
5: Can't wait for summertime. I'm about done with winter. I don't know about y'all. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Adam Roberts, other side of the glass, executive producer, as we broadcast Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals, live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bang Hotline, the president of the Milwaukee Admirals, John Greenberg. John, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it.
6: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
5: All right. So uh, let's cut to the chase. Where, Where did we come up with the Milwaukee fish fry idea for your hockey team? Who who? gets credit for this somebody had to have the original idea,
6: yeah well you know what a lot of times it's a group effort in terms of the uh the theme which is the made in Milwaukee weekend so that is uh kind of come that's kind of the whole overriding uh, uh, concept here which will be on uh, March eleventh and twelfth will be doing a lot of Milwaukee type things uh, but when it came time to actually uh, uh put the jerseys uh, together and come up with that idea, I, I got to give credit to Harris because, um, you know, he's like, why don't we do something some other teams have done, which is rebrand ourselves as another team for the weekend and let's be the fish fry. And then we just went into some quick R&D about uh, what that might look like. And uh, Nikki Lenich, who's our graphics designer, uh, did an unbelievable job of coming up with the, the, the concept and away it went.
5: So the jerseys I, I saw—it's kind of like the the red and white tablecloth that you would have at a fish fry, right? That's pretty much what like the pants and stuff are.
6: Well, that's the the back. Uh, basically the background of the jersey will be uh, that red and white checkered uh, look, and then we'll wear our normal blue uh, blue pants, and then the socks uh, also have that uh, red and white checker on them, uh, and then both you know the crest of the jersey as well as uh, on the socks have the uh, the fish, which we have identified as a walleye. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right uh, now. It's got French, French yeah. fries in its mouth. French fries in its mouth, exactly.
5: That's a beautiful thing right there. So you guys are going to be called <laughs> the Milwaukee Fish Fry uh, for a couple of games. Now, obviously, the next question coming is going to be, will there be jerseys available to purchase at some point in the future?
6: Uh, You know what? Uh, Well, certainly the ones we're wearing are going to be auctioned off. Nice. Um, We will be doing that, and the money raised will be going to the Admirals Power Play Foundation, and we will certainly be using those dollars to help support our community in a lot of different ways. And then um, there will be other uh, Milwaukee fish fry gear, um, T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, et cetera, et cetera. That will be available starting on March 11th. Uh, in the Arena Team Store and I'm sure uh, on our website as well. So, um, you know, we want people to come to the game th- that weekend and check it out. That'll be your first opportunity to get it. And I think we'll follow up uh, uh, after that with more fish fry uh, gear after that.
5: Yeah, you've got an uh, an opportunity to get a fish fry package right there on MilwaukeeAdmirals.com and you click on the fish fry a story, thirty-five bucks. Get you a ticket to one of the fish fry games and a voucher good for a fish fry at Buck Bradley's Saz's or Stenny's. That's
6: a great deal. It is. And we're grateful for those partners for uh jumping on board with us on this concept. And um, uh, you know, it's it's gonna be Lent uh when we kind of get into this and the Friday fish fry, you know, while well, certainly popular, you know, year round really uh goes into you know, overdrive come uh, Lent, and uh, we want to make sure we take care of uh, all of our Catholic friends, including myself. So the fish fry, uh, we're going to serve those at the games as well, uh, which is a great thing with Levy, uh, our concessionaire, agreeing to uh, help us make that happen. So this is really a, um, a lot of pieces in the community coming together to help us uh, make the Milwaukee fish fry a reality.
5: All right, let's talk about the other thing that you have coming up, and this one comes up on March sixth, right before the fish fry uh, deal starts, and that's your salute to wrestling night. And me being an old wrestling fan, I don't watch it as much anymore. But back in the day, I used to watch it all the time. And of course, as as we all know, I was the women's champ for Great Lakes Champion, Great Lakes Wrestling here locally for Dave Hero, um, and was the champ, John, uh, until my car accident took me out, and then Mike Wickett promptly went and lost the first match in my place and there went the title and never got it back uh so salute wrestling comes up uh Sunday March 6th when they take when you guys take on Grand Rapids five o'clock game at Panther Arena so let's talk about how this all started years ago what led to it and the popularity of it
6: yeah our first year here back in uh, the 2005-06 season um, Harris and I are about the same uh, age he's a he's uh, half a year older than me, but uh, uh, we grew up watching the AWA on Sunday mornings or Saturday, uh, yep. late Saturday afternoons, and um, that was our, that was, you know, just a huge deal, and um, it was a real passionate thing for, for us, and uh, Mike Wojciechowski the same, and we we talked about how we would love to bring these guys in, and let's, let's do a salute to wrestling, and that first year when we had Vern Gagne and, uh, you know, bad dog Vashan and you know just the legends of uh, of the AWA back then uh we said this is this is awesome and we realized that there is a huge following uh for that so every year we were like we're doing this mm-hmm. and we're, we're going to bring in a group of wrestlers and as we've gotten you know through so many of those great stars from the AWA we wanted to uh start branching out to the you know the WWEs and nwas of the world and try and reach some of those audiences so we've also you know, used some other members of our staff when we do a little poll of who we should be bringing in and uh, this year we're so excited to have uh, uh baron von roschke back for the second time he is the only wrestler that we're going to have had back two times and, and baron von roschke is uh, the
5: one with uh that would hold his hand it would be the big claw that he'd ply you on your head
6: yeah, that is correct, and he uh, and so we're actually doing that as a bobblehead. Nice um, of the of the Baron giving the claw and if you go it. on to uh, BakiAdmirals.com, dot com, and you click on our promotional schedule. You can mm-hmm. see what that bobblehead looks like. It's pretty mm-hmm. epic. So um, that is part of a ticket package, um, and we're excited to have uh, the Baron joining us along with uh, Rikishi mm-hmm. and the Road Dogs. So it should be a really fun day.
5: Rikishi, you will love Rikishi. I I've had a chance to be around all three of those guys being a part of Great Lakes uh, Championship Wrestling with Dave Hero uh, over the years. Rakeesh, he's just a down-to-earth, super nice guy. Uh, Road dog, Jesse James, same thing. You'll like working with all of them. I mean, you've had Van Roshki, so you know what that's all about. But those other two dudes are just great dudes, and uh, you- you'll love having them. And, again, they bring their fans no matter uh, wherever they may go. So, again, that whole thing uh, is going on coming up on Sunday, March 6th. Uh, as the Admirals take on Grand Rapids at five o'clock at Panther Arena, the wrestlers will participate in uh, deals throughout the game and sign autographs for fans as well. Right?
6: They will. Uh, they'll be set up. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to have them down in the uh, Jägermeister Meister Shot the Goal Bar uh, down uh, on ice level, and they'll be there to sign sign autographs. And uh, uh, I'm sure. I'm not sure about pictures. If they'll be doing that or not, but. Uh, uh, there's also a special opportunity uh, to meet uh, meet these guys ahead of time and uh, like a meet, a meet and green. greet package. Yeah, yep, meet and greet package that's kind of separate of having to just wait in the line uh, to get autographs. So again, go to com to check that out. And that wrestling day is also our uh, our second dog day, uh, so that's a day where you can bring your dog to the game um thanks very good for the sendix helping us out with that but uh um they, the people pets bring their dogs the uh the dog tickets are are six bucks and uh, i'm sorry five bucks and then the uh, uh adult ticket is uh 16 bucks so uh we've had literally hundreds and hundreds of uh, fans with their dogs uh, every time we've done this so um it's going to be quite the quite <laughs> quite the three ring circus going on that day but it's going to be a lot of fun
5: i i love you john if I ran a team, there's no way. I mean, aren't you going to have, like, stuff from these dogs all over the place? I mean, is that how that works? Or how do you how do you keep it, like, clean?
6: You know what? Dog owners are so uh, respectful of uh, when they get to go and do these things, whether it's with us or uh, out at American Family Field. Yeah.
5: A lot of sporting small. events do
4: this. Yeah.
6: Yeah. And, the, the, you know, they know to take their dogs uh, they're out. We've got some... Uh, watering areas and you know places for them to get water uh places to, to take their dog out and um it's uh, it's really you know yes, is there the occasional accident, yes, but the building is there to help us uh, get those things cleaned up and um they you know they are uh generally speaking isolated up into the the uh, four hundred level oh. uh, in the building, so it's not sure. like they're just sitting. All throughout the building. right. I know there are fans that do have allergies to dogs and things like that, so we do a really good job of trying to keep that as separate as we can.
5: So you got fish for the Milwaukee Fish Fry and their their jerseys. It'll be Milwaukee Fish Fry for a couple of games. That's at MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Salute to Wrestling Night coming up on March 6th. Baron Von Rasky, Rikishi, and Road Dog Jesse James. Make sure to take advantage of that. And then Dog Night, the second Dog Night, also on March 6th as well. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Check it all out there. John, thanks so much for coming on, man.
6: Absolutely. Thanks, Sparky.
5: Take care. There he is, John Greenberg, President of the Milwaukee Admirals on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious? Breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Thanks to Tim Muma. Thanks to... John Greenberg, president of the Milwaukee Admirals, for coming on today. Rami Makaloff will tell us what's coming up next on his show. This segment brought to you by Jim Dandy's, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Watch all your favorite teams at Jim Dandy's while enjoying awesome food and friendly vibes. It's all happening at Jim Dandy's, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. All right, Rami Makaloff, welcome back. Thank you. I know you had your night off last night because you had to do the score. I was on the score in Chicago last night. Listen to it a little bit. Sounded good? That was fun. Hopefully, you'll sound as good today on our station. Congratulations
3: to you. On what? On uh, going to be a dad again. Yes. I know I told you this on the phone yesterday, but- Yeah, we never want, talked on the air, I want obviously. the people on the air to know I'm a good person, so I had to so do really
5: it. So really, it's just a PR thing for yourself. Yes. Yeah,
3: this is just so I look
5: good. Again, Congrats, big Sparky. selfish. Congrats. Well, thank you very much. I mean, it's not as cool of a way as how you found out about the last job, <laughs> but- No. I found about a, found out about this in a very normal
3: way. Yeah, I called you yeah. and told you. Not not the way not you found out. some drunken night where I was sleeping at your house so I didn't have to right. drive so, home and my mom's will tell the story. Your so eight year old told back, me about it.
5: Back in the day, <laughs> um when Ronnie was single uh and lived in Kenosha uh with his parents, uh huh. Uh and he would come up here and go out with his friends or whatever the case may be. Right. I uh, and yeah, a little tipsy. Instead of trying to drive all the way back to Kenosha or whatever, he would just come crash by our house and then get up Sunday morning and either go back out to do whatever he was going to do or go back to his parents or whatever. Yeah, it was common thing. We lived in West Allis, so it was all Mm fun. Super easy. We had our kids uh, in the house, uh, obviously, as well. uh, And they were much younger, two of our kids. And at this point, we're pregnant with uh, the the youngest now, the five year Mm old, to be soon to be six year old here on the 26th. And. So I'm here at the radio station doing. I think it was Brewers post game. Is that what oh, I was that's doing with right. Tim? You weren't even there. You weren't I, even home. No, I was home. I was here at yeah. working. I yeah. don't remember when it was, but I think I was here doing Brewer post game show with Tim. So I'm here working. Brewers or Bucks? One of the K three, was at here. right. Yeah. K was at home. Uh, Logan uh, was at home. Uh, the now 15 year old, but much younger then, obviously. So he was like eight or nine. He was at home, and we had bunk beds in the second bedroom at that point for both the boys. And he was just on the bottom bunk playing his video games. Right, Rami, uh, apparently tipsy, comes in and just kind of collapses on the lower bunk. Uh, I played of the some bed. video
3: games with the boy, and then yeah,
5: right, and then yeah, After on the it bed. It was my
3: turn, I, yeah.
5: And then what happened? And then, and then you go.
3: I forgot exactly what he said because again, tipsy, but something like. Did you know mommy is having, having a, a baby. baby or something like right. that? Yeah. And then you sat up I like sat the up, Undertaker. I sat straight up like the Undertaker. Instantly sober. And Insta- instantly sober. Peeked up. your head
5: out and looked at Kay in the living room like, is this true? Yeah. And then she said yes, and you became sober quickly.
3: Yeah. That was a fun night. It was
5: hilarious. It was so interesting Kay's day. like, oh, Rami's here. So I was this like, was much more that's, routine. That's good. And she goes, and Logan just told him. <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh. Uh Uh-oh, because (laughs) at that point, nobody else knew. The kids knew. We hadn't told any. Our parents didn't know. Nobody else knew. Mm -hmm. He wasn't supposed to know. The child let the cat out of the bag, and then eventually, after we told everybody, then we did it on the air. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ronnie, of course, knew. Nobody else did, and we did it on the air, and it was quite so. Congrats to you. So this time it was just a phone call. I'm sorry it couldn't be as memorable as the other one. You're 46, right? I'll be 46 at the end of May. So, so I'll be forty-six when the you'll kid. will be forty-six comes. when the kid arrives. Yeah, end of
3: July, early August. No trepidation about that, huh? About being uh, an old man with a young child. Uh,
5: I mean, well, it is what it is. What am I going to do? I'm just asking. Like, was that ever? Uh, no, okay. we've been we've been trying since sure. yeah, we you, had Jackson. Yeah, you told me. Um, obviously we wanted to be sooner, uh, but obviously the Lord had other plans, and that didn't happen. Um, so it is what it is, and we're having the baby. You know, now. Me, I, my cutoff was forty. I said if I don't have kids by That's, forty. That's right. what I said. Yeah, but I'm sticking to it. Uh, that's what I said. Do you know how old I was when we had Jackson? 41. 39. Oh, were you? I turned 40 in end of May. Okay. We had Jackson in February. Yeah, I'm sticking to so it. So I barely
3: made it. Mm-mm. Barely made it. Not this guy. Yeah, nope. barely made it. Sticking to my guns. Well, you, that, that's fine. Right. Everybody's got their own thing. Yeah, it ain't for everybody. No, it's not for it ain't everybody. everybody. But no. I'm happy for you.
5: I agree with you on that. I'm happy that. for you. Def- I'd be petrified, but I'm happy for you. What are you petrified about? I went through it once. I know what I, I know what's coming. I mean, the first time, I didn't know what was coming. Sure. The first time, I didn't know about the diaper changing thing. I didn't know about the car yeah. seat thing no. and hauling the baby in That's and out of stores yes. uh-uh. and strollers, strolling, packing those things up Mm-mm. and going to Disney World and having to deal with all that. No way, and on the I'm airplanes and all that, right? Uh-huh. Did all that. No. Now, am I petrified of this? No. no. Like, I know what's coming. I know how this all works. I know everything. So mm. now, oh. now it's just finding out if it's a boy or girl. So that's and we should know that soon, really soon, hopefully. It's just a lot, that's all. In my eyes, it's a lot. Well, yeah. But the yeah. this the whole time
3: responsibility for another human life. Correct. Yeah.
5: That scares him. <laughs> I mean, him being responsible for his own life scares him. But right. Now you're now you're exactly. asking him to do it for somebody exactly. else. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. not no. something Robbie's so interested I'm 60? in. No I'm, no. Not, no,
3: I'm not doing that. Yeah, no. Okay, I so know. what do you got on today's no, show? Uh that ain't happening. Uh, coming up on today's show, Sparky, was that loss yesterday for the Bucks more than just one loss to the Philadelphia 76ers? No. We'll talk about that. Okay, so we got your answer. Uh, Eddie Ift, comedian, will be at the Improv I this weekend. Them. Yeah? And your thoughts?
5: He was on the Joe Rogan
3: experience. He was, yeah. Yeah. He's been on lots of shows. He's been on Conan, Comedy Central. Comedy Central. Yeah. He's yeah, been yeah. all over the place. He'll be here at 3.30. You can catch him at the Improv this weekend, 4 o'clock. Something that occurred to me this morning while I was walking the dog. Some of my best thoughts come to me while I'm walking the dog. I was thinking about this the NBA right now, Sparky. hmm Oh my god. All Star Weekend. What a what a great time it is to be an NBA fan. Is this the is this the best the NBA has been in a long, long time? It's a great time to be an NBA fan. This is a great league right now. Why are you giving me that look? I guess I'm confused. Where are you you're mean? going with this? Just the number of superstars, the magnitude of the superstars, the the number of teams that legitimately could make it to and win a championship. Let's talk about that like, for a second. This isn't, this is, we don't see this very often in I, the NBA. I'll let
5: you finish. Mm-hmm. What else do you have?
3: Is uh, that it? No, we'll have Ryan Wood here at 445. Good. Talk some Packers and some yeah. draft mockery. The latest on the Rogers watching much, much more.
5: Oh, hey, Sammy Schmitz. Hey, where's Schmitz? He's right there. there. he is. You don't see him? Sam Schmitz. Tall guy. Tall guy yeah. Yeah. Who won that yesterday? What? What's it called again? Draft, draft mockery. mockery? Yeah. Yes. Who won? Who won? Draft mockery. It's still going on. It. When does it end? Um, about three o'clock ish. So oh, so it's, it's about, about done. It's about,
3: the polls are about to close. Yeah.
5: No, I, I
0: don't know. I put it like I always put like twenty two hours on it. Okay. So it usually goes up around like five o'clock. So I don't know. You guys do the math, but so it's so still got like a little bit of time yeah. left here. A
5: couple, right. couple minutes left. I checked it earlier. I was up by one percent. Honestly, ooh, yeah, we got an it tight was a tight race, close race. I'm just happy we actually have some competition because ever since we restarted this thing, right. it's right, been damn. horrible. It's turn been blowout every. Off. No, it's, Yo, you, you have, have been horrible. It's off. your fault too. Turn his yes. microphone off. You've been I don't horrible. Hear
6: from
3: him right now. You
5: have been horrible. Like I, that's not debatable. I listen to it. It's my favorite segment on your show. You have been horrible. My sandwich draft was strong. All right. Just because it may pe- be strong in your opinion. Just because
3: people are uncultured. But you don't understand how in to know? play the
5: game. That's exactly. your problem. You're playing it from your personal tastes, which aren't the same as everybody else. You have to play <laughs> it like him. You play for what the people. If you want to win, now if you don't care about winning and getting embarrassed on your own show, that's up to you. No, you I, I know you, clearly I know. your tastes are different no, than no, everybody I, else's. I know you're right. So
3: just move on. I know you're right. And play to the masses. I know I'm not saying you're wrong.
5: Dude, I took two Bears in this draft yesterday. I understand. Two. I saw that. Those Sweetness because, and the refrigerator. Those are both great nicknames. N- no, because they, mm-hmm. Toby and Sam, said mm-hmm. I couldn't take anybody that played in Wisconsin. So okay. I couldn't take Gravedigger. Sure. Couldn't take any of those guys. Those sure. guys were out. We couldn't take anybody whose name nickname went with their first name. So no Shoeless Joe. No Babe Ruth. None of, none of that. No Eric Jordan. That also so you it really got specific okay. of what right. we could use. Yeah. I'm not saying you're right about about the the pander
3: picks as we call them in draft mocker. You're right about if you're that. trying to win. Yes, I underestimated the audience and I thought they had taste. <sighs> Rami, <laughs> this again.
5: Just trying to get too artsy fartsy on all these drafts. <laughs>
3: artsy fartsy. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good word. It's not
2: artsy fartsy, man. That's a good sandwich. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy